Hello, hello. You guys are listening to The Jenna Ben Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. I have two fabulous guests today, Ariane Andrew and Dash Kennedy Williams. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going, Jenna? Uh, Going so well. So glad to see you guys dipping into the Azunia tequila already. Cheers. That's how you get it started, (laughs) right? Cheers. (laughs) Love that. All right. Let me know how you like it. I'm I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) It's actually, it's really good. Yeah. I could drink this without a chaser. Yeah. It's that good. Do you taste the, like the caramel and vanilla? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a smooth finish, like with the caramel. It's, um, so it's (laughs) Añejo tequila, but they're, it's aged in whiskey barrels. Mm. Uh, and Jack Daniels, actually. So you get a hint of that. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. Pussy a little, little whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you guys don't already know, um, Ariane is this badass queen of all trades. Um, obviously, she was on WWE Divas and um, so much more. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, girl, where do I begin? I know um, you're doing so much. So my career kind of jumped off for me in WWE mm. and then Vince McMahon hand chose me to be on Total Divas season one. So I am the original cast girl. Amazing. And then from there, um, you know, I've always had dreams to be an actress and to, you know, entertain. Entertainment has always been my thing. Mm. So after leaving WWE, um, I co-wrote and executive produce and starred in Jaded Pictures Film with my um, amazing business partner over here, Dash. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then mm. I have a talk show called Sipping the Tea that airs every Tuesday. Amazing. As well as a fitness athleisure line with the Sashika Twins that is coming out in August. So that's why I consider myself a queen of all trades. I like yeah. to do it all. And I got a little bit of music dropping too, and it's called Queen. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to get into the details of all of this. Um, before we do that though, tell us where you're from. I am originally from California. I'm a Valley girl. Mm. Like, oh my gosh, 818 all day. <laughs> I, love it. I can totally <laughs> see it. <laughs> so that's where I'm from. Okay. I rep California 24 seven. And where do you stay in LA? I stay in North Hollywood. Okay. So I'm only like what? 10. We're both very close, like 10, 15 minutes away. Yeah. yeah. Super close. Love no that. Whole gang. Okay. And Dash, so you have an incredible story. You went from being homeless in New York to flipping houses and getting paid to go to NYU and making records with Chris Brown, Pitbull, Polly D, and a million others. And like you're managing artists and social media, like you're doing it all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I try to do a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess my story kind of started um, in Texas, oh. right? So I was in Texas and um, what you're speaking about paying for... I think you mean paid to go to NYU. I didn't get paid to go to NYU. Right, right, I mean, right, that right, would be, right. That would be dope. I, I did get scholarships. <laughs> yeah. You got scholarship money. That's As right. Well. How dope would that be, though, if somebody was like, I will give you money to, to attend to school. school. Exactly. Yeah. That would be the dream. Yeah. But, um, no, so I, when I was younger, like, I've always been kind of, like, entrepreneurial minded. Mm. So when I was um 18, I was like, I want to flip houses. So that was my first foray. I was doing music already. Mm. Um, at like 16, I started an R&B group and we were like recording a demo. No and, way. Yeah. I have to post. Do you have any like footage of this that we can post? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll okay. find some stuff. I have some hilarious pictures. Like this Amazing. is back when B2K was popping. So uh, I love them. <laughs> so so we were SYG. We were like the new B2K. Yeah. <laughs> right. There was there was B2K. Then there was a group out of Atlanta called ATL. Mm. And then we were in Texas and we were called SYG, the uh-huh. Suave Young Gentleman. So it was like, I have some like amazing <laughs> pictures that, that I could give um, for the for the website. But okay. um, so we're, we're selling houses, flipping houses mm. um, to to pay for me to go to school. So the yeah. first house I, I had a great credit score back then before college. Mm. Um, so I just went to a broker and uh, and found a mortgage and bought a house, flipped it that year, yeah. took the money and moved to New York. Um and in the meantime, I mean, the group broke up. Groups are hard to keep together. Yeah. You know, there's, and, and especially when you're young, we were like 16, 17, 18, mm-hmm. and everyone is falling in love and yeah. stabbing folks and stealing stuff. Damn. And yeah. The, wow. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't expecting the last two, but well, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, what everybody does, right. stabbing folks, killing people. <laughs> no, um, shout out to my boys, but they're, yeah, they just got caught up. It was a, a relationship. So I'm not trying to veer off too much, but mm. um my friend he found out that his girlfriend was cheating on him. Mm. And so he went to the guy and somehow stabbed the guy. Oh. 
And the guy turned out to be a U.S. Marshal. So that's a <gasps> felony. Yeah. So then he was like, he was going to jail. I was like, hey, y'all, I'm going to go to college. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Good idea. I need, I need to go to college. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then went to college, paid for the, the first uh, two, two years of NYU with the money I had made. Mm. And then I racked up some debt. Yeah. Um, and then to to segue into the homeless part. Yeah. Um, so then after I graduated, uh, my mom was like, OK, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to get a record deal. Hmm. And she was like, OK, um, well, what are you going to do for work? I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to get a record deal. She was like, where are you going to live? I was like, anywhere. Oh so my God. literally my lease ended with my roommate. My roommate actually moved out here to be an actor and I just didn't get a, an apartment. And, you know, what? crashed on a few couches had a had many 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 nights and like just not sleeping i would go to the studio record and then just like get out it'd be five in the morning and i'd just oh like catch a nap like at grand central station sometimes like there are signs up now but there used to be people that would just shower at grand central station <gasps> so you would just get soap whatever that you is know, crazy do your thing but no one's there because no one's awake at that time you know how so, long was this period of time that you were homeless six months Jesus, so, you are you are a tough cookie. Like you could handle anything, I think, right? Yeah, yeah I, I I think so. You know, and I think your vi- your vibe attracts your tribe too. You know, so I think Ariana is is that is that way as well. Yeah, but um, I definitely wouldn't mess with her, guys. Yeah, I can tell. Like she's cute <laughs> AF, but, but not to be messed with. Oh yeah, yeah Dash knows. <laughs> Maybe she could show me some moves later. Some takedown. Well, yes, girl. I can get. I can show you how to do a headlock takeover. Oh, I would love oh, that. Yeah. Watch Lord. out, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I like takeover in the bed. I'm just kidding. Hey. <laughs> so Dash, where are you living now? Um, I'm living in NoHo as well. Okay. Are you guys are very close to each other, yeah. right? Yeah, like super close. Yeah. We didn't even know when we started working together. And then one day she's like, why don't you come to my house to like write? We were working on writing. And uh, I was like, you know, I could come to yours. You can come to mine. She was like, yeah, just come here. And she sent me the address. I was like, literally, we're like five minutes away. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you two meet? So um, it was funny. I was getting a smoothie. Um, I'm going to plug LA Fitness. LA Fitness. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I was getting a smoothie after, I think before I was about to work out or after I was going to work out. And he was with um, this other girl. And I thought mm-hmm. that they were like besties or something. But come to find out, we had all just we met had each other. We had all just met. Th- oh, wow. That day. Yeah. And we're just sitting there talking. And um, he was like, oh, let's create some, some content. Mm. You know, because we were talking about yeah. like. But see, that's the thing that everyone says in LA. Yeah. It's a very LA thing to yes. say. Like, oh, we should totally collab. Let's let's yeah. make content. content. Yeah. Let's do content. Content. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, he every time I would see him, like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Uh-huh. And then before it was like five months, maybe. Yeah. About five months. And then finally, that's kind of how, you know, the story started. And I'll let you kind of continue yeah. the story. Yeah, because we were like persistent. Like you you find people, I mean, I I found that like a lot of people want to do great things here mm. i mean everyone didn't move here to just pay crazy rent right you know so everyone has that like desire but not everyone has the follow-through yes. and so out of all of my friends that were like hey man let's create something hey man let's do this hey um ariane was one of the only ones that was like persistently like okay let's do it and she would always like call me to action like okay then when if we're gonna mm. do something like okay then when are Hold we gonna you write? accountable you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah so we finally actually nailed down some dates and we started talking about like things that like we cared about, things that mattered. Mm. And we ventured on to um, we started talking about like social media and like the pressures of social yes. media and all that stuff. And I was like, that's something that everyone can relate to. Mm. You know, it's something that affects all of us because we're that's like the first thing most people do when they wake up is like Instagram. Check their Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. And you guys are probably the best to have uh develop this film and we'll get into it in a second because you're both very strong on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I know Ariane, you have like eight, 900,000 followers and dash you're, you're still like, you're in like what? 20,000. Yeah. yeah. It, it's gone down because I don't post as much. Right. Cause, cause to be active on social media, you need to be consistent. Yes. Yeah. You know? And like, I choose kind of to be more selective. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's he just posts my, is like once every three months. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's, it can be a full-time job yeah. to keep up with all the, again, air quotes content. Yeah. You know? It is a full-time. Yeah. 1, yeah. 1,000%. So, um, okay. So then you guys are brainstorming, mm-hmm. you're going back and forth and you know, you set a goal for yourself. You know, you want to produce something. How did you guys arrive at the film? Well, you know, I, he was saying we were talking about social media and then 
we just started doing writing, like coming up with ideas. And then before we know it, then we had a script and then we, you know, we're like, okay, now another call to action. When are we filming? Because mm. if now that we have this amazing script, we can't just sit on it. We need to make a date. And literally, I think it was like December. Mm. So around the holiday times, we're like, okay, it's going to happen. What date did we start? February We started 8th. filming like February, February yeah. Like February 8th, it's wow. going to happen. And that's pretty quick considering yeah. the budget that we had and having to pull everybody together with the holidays. But, you know, if you, I think you should always make a date. Yeah. And then work backwards and 100%. just stay, and say, yeah. you're going to like, we're going to fucking figure it out. No yes. matter what happens, rain, shine, we're going to do it. And even with the rain, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we made it happen and had to move some dates around so many things that, you know, fires that came up. But, you know, when you really want something, you'll stop at nothing to get it. 100%. So we were very ambitious and was like, doesn't matter what's going to happen. We're going to make this happen. We're going to make this film. Yeah. You guys, I see uh, you guys are real winners. You know, I've I've seen a little bit of your career on TV, Ariane, and Dash, I'm learning about you yeah. and just even surviving homelessness. Yeah, I just um, I'm in awe of you guys. And I think that you're you're on point. You know, I have a consulting company where I do coaching and Ariane, you are on point. I always tell my clients set a goal, set a firm date and then work backwards, yeah. then fill in the blanks. But mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're working towards and how will you ever get there? You exactly. know, that was something that I think with this project i'm not sure about you but like this was the first project that we've ever operated like that on and it made everything just really happen you know because we were like we didn't even have a film yet and we were calling up theaters and spaces Mm. to screen it and we're like hey we're having a screening on the 24th of april yeah and we were like (laughs) you know we just had a date and literally haven't even seen the complete footage like Mm. linked together yet but we're like we're gonna make it happen by that date and it was definitely the struggle i mean because People were actually, the response that we got, I was actually a little bit offended because people were like, it was so good. I'm I like, didn't expect it to be I that I wasn't good. expecting that to oh. be that good. I'm like, why would you yeah. expect anything less? But they're like, well, you shot it in February. And you're doing the private screening in April and you guys had like no budget. Yeah. But you know, I think about it like, again, you'll figure it out. And anything I'm going to put my hands on, I can say the same for Dash. Like we're going to make it quality, something that looks like, ooh, wow, that was a big production with no budget. Because mm. when you really want something, again, you're going to go after it. You're going to stop at nothing to get it. And people don't even know the half. We, just the two of us, again, I don't think anything's ever self-made. It took a lot of people, our amazing DP, yep. David, you know, yep. our director. I mean, I don't want to keep, you know, bore everybody with the list of names, but. It took a village. It took a village. Mm. But yeah. just the two of us, we were running almost like a company that would be for like, a hundred employees and stuff yeah. that we were doing, yeah. getting liability insurance and yeah. doing all these things I would have never thought I was capable of doing, yeah. but it just showed like, wow, you, we don't give ourselves enough credit as humans. Yeah. That yeah. We're capable mm-hmm. of doing that. We're so capable much- of stuff that we don't even understand. Like we, we didn't even know exactly what we we're going to need to do, Yeah, but it's like, but we have to figure it you out figured it out because we need to get this done. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. So the film is called Jaded Pictures. Mm-hmm. Can you walk us through what it's about in more detail? Um, yeah, yeah. So Jaded Pictures is about um, a couple, mm-hmm. right, that is in the public light um, in on social media, um, an influencer named Jada and a musician named Dallas, mm-hmm. akin to, you know, kind of the lives that we've actually lived. Yeah. Um, and that you're you're seeing wh- what I like to say with uh, Jaded Pictures is um, we're always living for the camera and dying behind the scenes. So you're seeing mm-hmm. you're seeing like. Everyone posts their great moments online, right? right? So the film opens with um, Jada seeing a great moment of another couple and then that making her feel like her, what she has is inadequate. Mm. And then so you follow just a moment in life between these two people who are always happy online. Right. And you see the reality, which is it's never what it is. It's always a facade, you know. That's so interesting. Yeah. And because when we were thinking of like what we want to write, like you write a love story, you could write whatever, whatever. But we also wanted to write something that speaks to speaks to a cause and speaks to something that we're actually struggling with, Mm -hmm. you know, to give people like a reality check. And if we're to be relatable, not just for California, but like globally, because everybody I mean, you pretty much ask anyone, everyone, not everyone, but I would say about 95 percent of people have Instagram. Yeah. And not only that, it's like what Instagram is doing to people, Mm -hmm. depression anxiety, Mm -hmm. you know, suicide. And we also tied it in with mental health and we Mm -hmm. um, associated NAMI charity. And anything that I do, I always want to put with a charity because I want to give back. So not only giving back, but doing a film for a cause. So it's like so entertaining 
but we're doing something with meaning. It's not like, oh, you know, the story about trying to make it as an actress yeah. or an actor in LA. Like no one cares about that. No yeah. one cares about you. People <laughs> want to be able to say like, oh my God, that relates to me. So right. that's why we wrote something that is about other people as well, not just about our story. Because who really cares about our story? Yeah. No, people are like, okay, great. I don't people care. care about their story. Yeah, exactly. You know, mm. you want to speak to them. So what would you say the takeaway is in terms of how to navigate the social media waters? Mm. I will say for me, there. if you stay in your lane, there is no traffic. But eventually, every now and again, some motherfucker going to come and cut you off. Mm. <laughs> but you know, you just say, okay, cool. But if I continue on my journey and I continue on my path, I'm going to get to where I need to be. And God has me because my own superpower is myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So essentially tying it into Instagram and the feed and, and looking at other people's happiness and material things and the wealth and the things that, you know, we all aspire to have. You're basically saying, just do you do you. Yeah. Because you are your own superpower. And like someone could have all the money in the world. Right. You know, but you don't know, maybe they're going through like such bad depression. Like maybe they're, you know, experiencing like the worst anxiety and you're looking at them saying, wow, I want that. Mm -hmm. But you don't know what the story is. Maybe they have a dying grandmother or all these things. Because again, like Dash said, people are only showing you the positive moments. No one's showing like, oh, you know, I had a bad day or, oh, look, I just woke up and my face looks horrible. Everything's filtered. Mm -hmm. Everything has like this most amazing, you know, picture. Yeah. And that's what the film is about. Following this couple that everyone idolizes, but they don't know that we're both so unhappy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I'm excited for this. You guys are listening to the Jenna Ben show, by the way. And um, since we just talked about social, let's share your social media with the audience. So Ariane, you are at Ariane Andrew across the board. Okay. Which is another thing that you should do if you're doing social media is be consistent and smart with your name. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then everyone can find everything. I don't have that. Um, I'm dash on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So just dash. And then I'm dash does it on Instagram. It's so funny. I mean, obviously the show is on Dash yeah. Radio. And when you and I spoke, I was like, you got Dash, just like Dash alone on Twitter. I'm that guy. Like, like, yeah. like <laughs> my boys here, you know, DJ yeah. Ski and John Holtzman were probably like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was also mentioning like the, the Kardashians used to like at me. Yes. And people would at them, you know, and be like, hey, is this you? You know what I mean? And it's like, nah. Genius. But, uh, but uh, I got that blue check, so don't come for me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Oh, wait. So, also, too, you got to follow Jaded Pictures Film now. Oh, yeah. And Jaded, oh, yeah. Yeah. Jaded Pictures, um, it's Jaded Pictures Film across on Instagram, the board. across the board. Okay. I love that. Actually, um, before we get into your first jobs, because that's like so interesting mm-hmm. to me, um, give us some tips. I know you're like the social media guy. You you do some well, management, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I studied I studied marketing in college okay. as well. So, but I'm, I have like a love-hate relationship with marketing in general because it is... As a as a consumer, it makes me angry because I'm like, oh, this is how you manipulate people and like right. trick them into liking stuff or paying attention to stuff. But then also, as I feel like as an influencer or as as a brand, which so many people are personal brands, it helps to know mm-hmm. what you're doing, right? So to just to speak to, back to how like you navigate these these new waters, um, I think that being true to yourself is is a very valid thing, and I have a story about that. So. When I was managing an artist, um, her name is Christina Rome. Um, I don't think that's her at, but you'll find her if you look her up. But um, that was my, like a passion project that I was doing with her. I was recording her EP and we were working. And she would always get on her Instagram and just be ratchet. Mm. right? And I'd be like, oh, I don't think you should do that. I don't think, you know, you have to present yourself in a, in a certain type of way. Sure. But this was a few years ago, right? And then... I had to stop myself and be like, you know what? Let her be the most truest form of self mm-hmm. that she can be. And I, and like then a few years later, fast forward to like someone like Cardi B blowing up. Right. By just being un- yes. unfiltered. Like she themselves. She was talking about a doodoo today on Twitter. Right? Like a she, doodle. She, she's, like, she's like, I got to go to the toilet so bad. My <laughs> the doodle trying to come out my ass right? or something. Oh, she, my right? goodness. Like, Not doodoo, but doodle. <laughs> <laughs> doodle. She's hilarious, but I don't, I love Cardi B. I you do know too. I mean? Like you can't hate on someone that's just literally being themselves. Right. Like you, what can you say about that? Well, uh, you know, I look at the times, right? Look at our president who's on yeah. Twitter often. Mm-hmm. Going ham, them Twitter hands. You know, yeah. and it's, it's, um, we live in a time where I guess it's become more acceptable to just be 
who you are, mm-hmm. um, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah. What do you think? I, I mean, I agree and disagree. There's some things that I think are better left unsaid, yes. you know, especially when it comes to like, I think you should have a freedom of speech, but there should be a little bit of, you know, things that you should, you know, filter what you say. Cause I think when it comes to like race, religion and those type of things, those things can get very, very sensitive. Yes. Yeah. Definitely think you should have thick skin because everyone's going to have an opinion and, Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has it and it's none of your business. Mm. But there are some things I think that people could, our president could refrain from saying because when you have someone of power, people follow that. So now you have someone saying these crazy things and now people are like, oh, let me just go shoot up a school because I have a freedom of power and a freedom of speech to do what the fuck I feel like doing. You should be responsible with what you're saying. Exactly. Not just saying craziness. You know what I mean? Talking to you, Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that there's a balance. Just, I mean, I say pussy popping all the time. And I know the, my old manager used to have to be like, oh, that's inappropriate. Like, you know, you should think about you're a black woman and when you go to these corporate offices where it's, you know, a little bit more of a profession. I'm just gonna keep it when it's a white man who's looking at you as a black woman, mm. they're gonna be like, oh, we want her for Pepsi. And I'm like, they're like, because a picture only can mm. say a few things. They mm-hmm. meet you, they'll be like, oh, okay. You know, she's very, she's very um, diverse. Mm. But I'm like, why should I reframe? from what I, and finally about a year ago, I was like, whatever, I'm going to say, what's up beautiful humans? What's pussy popping? Yeah. You know, like, cause you do, I mean, I feel like there's nothing wrong. People like, like, like actually pop your pussy. I'm like, no, it means like have a good time. Right. And it's my way of saying having fun and turning up. And how liberating was it when you had that moment where you decided that you were just going to say what you want to say and not feel shame for it? It felt great. And now I have even this one over here. Yeah, I'll be saying it. Like, I have so many people now say, I might need to trademark that because what happens is I be coming up with shit and the motherfuckers that have power, they yeah. like, oh, I came up with oh, it. Oh, that's why I keep my great ideas to myself. Then, <laughs> like, no, literally, for real, I've had that happen on so many occasions. Oh bottom gosh. feeders. Yeah, they and feed then off it's the like, bottom. Yeah, because, I mean, we're still trying to crawl our way up. So it's yeah. like, yeah. Someone, like a, you know, what if Kim Kardashian tomorrow is like, hey, guys, what's pussy popping? Everyone's like, oh, my God. You sounded just like her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. That was good. All right. Um, Ariane, tell us about your first job ever. My first job ever? Yeah. So before WWE. Yeah. Um, my first job ever was when I was eight. I've always been a hustler. I just knew mm. something. Mm-hmm. I was a very special human being. I still am. I was, um, I always knew I was different. And I started working when I was eight. My mom was working at this salon. Mm-hmm. She's a hairstylist. And I would go with her every Saturday I would sweep the hair, go do mm. Starbucks runs, go to El Pollo Loco, and I would get money from tips. Sometimes I make like a hundred dollars. No way! And one day, yeah, I had a I actually opened. My mom opened up a bank account for me. I think back in like 1992, mm. and then so I would take that money and put it in my bank account. <laughs> so that literally was my first job ever. Like I've always tried to find ways to like. I've been yeah. hustling since I was little. I, you know what? I see it in you, and I have a theory about kids who start working young. And, um, and like, those are the people who make it. And I, you know, in just following your career and looking at the million things you have going on. And even when we were talking on the phone, you're like, oh girl, I have so many different partners. And I'm like, yes, you are winning. You know, you are really, you're doing it. And I think that you're going to be huge. And, and I'm going to ask you soon where you see yourself, but I kind of want to get through just all the things that you're doing. Cause I, I would love for the audience to get to know you deeper. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I like to keep it super 1,000%. I would definitely say I don't think I'm winning. I am trying to get to that level. Um, Dash knows he sees it all the time. We're we, There's a lot of investment, you mm-hmm. know, not so much ROI on the investment. And we've right. both actually been having some moments lately where, like, we're super stressed and stuff because I like to be real. I mean, I try to keep it as authentic as possible. I'm showing I'm doing all these things, but it doesn't mean necessarily that I'm getting the reward from it. Yes. You're not not getting, the, I'm not getting right. the chingle chingle. So it's not like, mm. oh, my gosh, I'm this millionaire or I'm doing all these crazy things. Mm. Like, I'm still living in my apartment now for six years. You know, I like to keep it so 1,000. Um, but I know that the reward will come. I know when mm-hmm. you just keep pushing like good things happen to good people you know dash is a great person we've busted our ass and we'll continue to bust i always say that i'm gonna go to the wheels fall off then when the wheels fall off i'm gonna run and then when i can't run then i'm going to jog then walk and then crawl until i'm dead Mm -hmm. you know so it's like i'm gonna keep going because when i i'm so passionate about all the things that i do that i also want to show people that it doesn't matter where you come from even Mm -hmm. though i didn't open up about my story and things that i've gone through 
I feel like I've noticed a lot of people who succeed have gone through some serious traumas yeah. Yeah. and some things in their life because it just makes you either it breaks you or it makes you say, fuck this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to win. Um, but I won't get into like a whole <laughs> long spiel. Um, <laughs> but long story short, um, the film with Dash, uh, Jada Pictures, the, like I said, the athleisure line that's um, going to hopefully launch in August with uh, the Sashka twins. We're waiting to get the samples complete. And uh, sipping the tea with Matt Dillon. Yeah. On Tuesdays. And where does that air? That airs on Apple TV and Roku on EverTalk TV. Okay. So, so if people go to your Instagram, are they able to link over or do they have to go directly to Apple TV and Roku? Well, we also have our YouTube page that we're trying to grow. So literally if someone want to go click the link in the bio now, that's where. Okay, perfect. That makes at. it easy. I think that's the smartest. That's what I do with the show as well. It's just hard because you only get the one link and I'm like, oh, but wait, I'm doing my YouTube and this. Yeah, yeah. And then you, if you put the link tree, I feel like then you give people too many options. People, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I did that once, but then it's like one thing falls off because people are not going to go scrolling, looking for stuff. People just want to boop and that's it. And that's even hard for most people. They're like, oh, that. Oh, so, much even, so much effort. So much effort to press my <laughs> finger click. right here in the bio. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm playing with that idea too. But what I ended up doing is just putting my website on there. And then um, if you click the link, it takes you to the radio page on my website. So if you yeah. decide to click around on the website after, that's up to you. Got it. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, Dash, what was your first job ever? My first job was hilarious. Well, so I would help my friend on a farm, right? So I, I was raised in, no in Texas um, and I was helping my friend on a farm. His name was Chase. I would help with like their horses and uh and stuff, but I didn't feel like that was a real job because I wasn't getting a paycheck. They were just paying me cash, mm. you know, but I felt like that was my first thing, but I was too young to work. So I had to get like, they they wouldn't hire me because I was like, at the time I was like 14. Mm. Um, so I went and started working for a car wash um, okay. A car wash, and then right across the street, um, my f my friend's parents owned like a car auction for like foreclosed cars or whatever. Mm. And I used to always go there and be like, "One day I'm gonna drive an Escalade. One day I'm gonna." Drive. And then like, <laughs> and then I would I started like washing these Escalades, right? And uh -huh. I was like, and I would sit in it, and I'd be like, "You don't have to call," because like Usher had <laughs> that was back when Usher had like you don't have to call, and he was in the black Escalade, the EXT. And I actually got to drive one. So I remember thinking like, oh, yeah, this is me. I'm going to make it. I'm going to go get rich and buy one of these for myself. Um, but it was just fun because I would get to like, it was like manual labor. Like I'm a very yeah. manual labor type So you type actually dude. wash the cars. Yeah, yeah. Like wash cars, get I'm a little I'm just tip. imagining you with like your shirt off and you're all sweaty and the water splashing in the and soap. slow motion. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> and then like you're, you're moving your head to like shake yeah. off the water from your hair. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I had long hair back then, too. So yeah. <laughs> I had braids and I would have been. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Ariane's like, I'll be over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but then I literally I'd go from that job, the car wash and literally across the street. It was across the highway. The the car auction would happen at night and you'd, you'd have to like pull up. You'd get in the cars and then pull up and like there would be the guy in the auctioneer like yeah. <laughs> and I never knew how they were doing that but it's an art form and then you'd have to like drive it and I that's how I learned how to drive stick shift is because I would like pull up on these cars and, oh like, my god you would destroy grind them the clutch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, still don't know yeah and then yeah but um that was my job that was Amazing. my first job. Yeah. I, I have a friend, Mark, who's actually an auctioneer. Yeah. Isn't that, it's like crazy. And he's that, just like, he's like a white dude. Yeah. It's an art form. Yeah. 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 He's really good too. Yeah. So I heard you sing a little bit. You have a really good yeah. voice. Thank you. Thank you. That was, that was with a little tequila and, let and me no hear, sleep. Let, let, come on, infused. play, play for everybody. Do a, do a little, a little, do a little song yeah. from, um, oh from Jaded Pictures. Oh I didn't prep him for this guy. So I, I don't know, mean I'm to put you on the spot, but you got this. Um, what what should I do? Should I do "Love to Love You" or um, no? I do the song that's popping. I don't even know if I can. That's loud. That's like well, I would have better, to like stand up. And you, well, you better. Things. It doesn't matter. This is. Um, imagine there's like a whatever Sony again is like. Oh, Sony is like yo, come back to the building. Come back to the building. You would but be like, like I left the building, yeah, on purpose. <laughs> um. But that's that's a whole nother story. Yeah, yeah. We'll don't get, get into off, that. Um, don't get off topic. Yeah. Get back on the. I'm gonna just. Uh, I'm just hit it. I don't know your name, but I would love to love you, love to love you, so babe. 
We should be closer, closer. Don't throw this chance away. Yeah, yeah. So what? I just met you, baby. It's okay. I don't know your name, but I would love to love you, love to love you. Oh Damn. my god! You, had a little, you know, you're a little crack. <laughs> it's okay, but I'm that's, just waking up, y'all. I just drove from San Diego. Oh my god! No, but you know that's that was what happens so good. When you're on the spot, yes, and you did uh-huh. that. Yes, yes. Yeah, I love this dynamic that you guys have, and I see you two. I see you two doing big things together. Thank you. Yeah, I do too. You're playful, but you're both dedicated, and there's like there's like a like a brother sister respect. I'm noticing. It, yeah. Am I right? It yeah. is weird. It's like I almost feel like he's the older brother that I. Well, I do have an older brother, but I'm not very, I don't really talk. Anyways, that's another story. Um, But he's like the, he's like the, like always like the sibling that I want at my age because all my Mm. siblings, I'm the youngest on my dad's side and the oldest on my mom's side. So it's kind of like everyone's so far apart that he's kind of like that sibling I always wanted that was like in my age bracket. Mm. And we're just so like, we do actually have like, we fight, which is crazy. Like we do fight, like we're family but it's the most it's the most interesting dynamic out of all my business partners that I have. Mm. With, it's with him, you know what I mean? But like it's crazy. Yeah, but then also we can yeah. be super stupid and I, we just don't care. No, I saw you yeah. guys when we were yeah. taking the pics earlier right yeah. before the show. You guys were getting silly and like poking each other in the eye and elbowing each other and I was just yeah. like that is so cute. I love the vibe. And well, I've never even thought of it, but we are kind of like brother and sister. Like we're starting to like become family. Yeah, I so got a little teary eyed because I'm like, wow. Like, we've, been, we've been, we've been through, we've been through, we've been through a lot. It's, yeah. I mean, you people again see the see the film and like, wow, you know. But it's like people don't know, like literally. The blood sweater is like me thinking I'm gonna have a heart attack. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I had to like go to the doc. Like she this, literally oh went to the doctor. I was so because I was like I feel like, but it was literally just anxiety <laughs> and all the stress that we were dealing with. It's like we've been through some, we've been through some, some things. things. Yeah. But it brought you closer together, and I think yeah. that if you have friendships where you don't fight or argue, mm-hmm. then it's not. Uh, I, I don't think that the relationship has actually like reached its full potential. Exactly. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. If you can get you can get through some like really tough times that just shows like, okay, mm-hmm. we got this. Yeah. And then you also teach each other how you fight, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think I, I think a lot about this because there are certain friends that I maybe don't feel as comfortable confronting if something bothers me because I don't they may they may my perception of them is that they're a little volatile. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, is it even worth it? Because I think that it's gonna create this huge rift and then I'm gonna be so anxious about it. Yeah. Um, but I've also been proven wrong when I, when I have taken that leap and then Mm. it's made our relationship stronger. Exactly. Right. And there's been some points I feel like with us where it it was at first, there was this like kind of, we weren't willing to get our hands dirty with Mm. like, as far as like fighting with each other. But then yeah, one, like a few times Mm. we literally just, we went there and there was that, that, that fear in me. I mean, I don't know for you, but I was like. Are we even gonna work anymore? Yeah, you know, that's because the that fear. is a possibility. Are we gonna talk again? It was, it was you know? that like because nothing, because nothing's really tying you to working with anybody in mm-hmm. this world. You know, it's like she could get pissed and just walk away, and then all of our time or whatever could like, be whatever. whatever. But yeah. like we went there, and then we were still able to like pick up the phone the next day, even that same day. Yeah, and like chop it oh, up. Oh, I love that. Yeah. All right. So. um Ariane, you had mentioned to me that you there's potential for you to return to the ring. Yes. So, you know, my wrestling fans, I love them dearly. And to be honest, they could really care less about all the fun things that I have going on right now. They're like, girl, show your titties and, and, get, up so in that, and get up in that ring, girl. Primarily that's male demographic. I know that sounds like a guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty much it's like what works, even though I've like been trying to rebrand myself, literally it's only things that really pop off is like the wrestling in a bikini picture. They're like, okay, yeah, girl, Jada picture and stuff. That's cute and all. Like, mm. I mean, they support, but the I support totally get I get from just like a bikini and wrestling, like, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, but I definitely don't feel like I left my mark in WWE. There's definitely no bad blood between us, but I didn't, I was never able to live to my fullest potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm not saying it's WWE, you know, there's some great companies out there. And initially I was like, you know, if it's not WWE, I don't want to get back in the ring, mm-hmm. but it's like, I feel like I owe my fans that to show them what my, what my greatest potential is. And if, even if that means 
not going back to WWE and it's like an AEW. AEW mm. is now like a huge competition. I, I'm definitely not done 1000%. So I'm not giving a, a firm date because I don't ever like to live up to my expectations. Even though I like to say set goals and work backwards but with everything going on mm. right now, I don't want to put myself into a bind where yes. now I'm, you know, selling myself overextended, short, overextended in my yeah. bandwidth. But I'm definitely going to be going back. I'm not done being in Okay, I love that. Yeah. You heard it here. Yes. <laughs> you heard it here on the Jenna Ben Show. Um, we are at the Jenna Ben Show on Instagram, and I'm the Jenna Ben. And Ariane, what's your Instagram? At Ariane Andrew, across the board. Across the board. And Dash? I am Dash Does It on Instagram. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. So, all right, all right. Dash, you and music, tell yeah. us about it. Music and film have both been my loves, mm. which is which is funny. And I didn't realize until getting back into film that, like, I grew up, like, watching movies and stuff, right? Mm. And making little stuff on my mom's camcorder. She used to have, like, oh, a, cute. a flip camera. But then I um I fell in love with Drew Hill, honestly, which was, like, an no, R&B group. No, wait. I know. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Wait. Okay, but Drew yeah. Hill's... <laughs> She was like, um, I know what that is. Well, they they did um, they they sing with Cisco. Yeah, right? Cisco was the, the thong lead. song. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Thong, 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 thong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the beat go, yeah. That thong, the thong, thong, thong. Baby, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, but so this is before this is before the thong song though. But like, I just yeah, I fell in love with with R and B, um, and so I was like, oh. Like, I like this. You know, females seem to like this. Yeah. I eventually want a female, so I'm going to start learning how to sing. So that was like, no, I'm just playing. But it was the love of music more than the love of mm-hmm. of. No, but I mean, nice. if you guys don't know, if you haven't seen Dash Ready, he's hot AF. And no, your ethnicity is? I'm Blyrish, so I'm black and Irish. Yeah. I'm and it's like, because you can't tell. Like, yeah. looking at you, I'm like, you're mixed. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get that Very a lot. Handsome. Black people, only black people, like, guess it, right? So every I get that question, like, five times a day, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll get it, you know, yeah. five times at a gas station or something. But, um, so I, and every time someone asks me, I make them guess, just so I can, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, I love that game. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. But, like. Black people can tell, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then otherwise, or some or some black folks would be like, are you Spanish? Do you, are you mixed right. with Spanish? Like what? I could see but that. But most people are like, like I work at a Brazilian restaurant on the weekends. And so when I'm there, I look Brazilian. You know, yeah. so everyone's like, oh, are you Brazilian? That's true. <laughs> I can you know see I mean? that too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, totally. But um, I get that all the time. Get back to music. Yeah, to the music. I <laughs> so, t- I mean, you're you. I've been going off on tangents. You, I mean, you've done some incredible work. You made records with Chris Brown, Pitbull. I mean, tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so to segue back into, I guess, a cool story, which was um, living. I'm literally living at um, you know, nowhere at the time. Yeah. So I'm recording. I'm uh, I'm recording. I'm going to like. McDonald's because McDonald's is open at like five in the morning. Yeah, I'm. I order a coffee. I put my head down. I take a nap. Wake up when McDonald's changes its clock for like breakfast. They they flush everyone out. Then mm-hmm. I go to Starbucks. I'd get a coffee there. So I was just buying coffees to like have a place to lay my head, basically. Jesus. Um, and getting like my two hours, three hours of sleep or whatever. And um, I went into the studio one day and recorded a song called "Night of My Life." Um, and Night of My Life became like an EDM song, which got picked up by Polly D for mm. his new show. Okay. Right. So then Polly D like put his name on it, put his production on it and released it as his like the the title song of the Polly D project. So then before you know it, I'm like meeting up with Polly D mm. doing concerts, you know what I'm saying? And then and then all of a sudden I'm getting like the groupie love from Polly yeah. D. <laughs> the like, spillover. I'm, I'm like, right. <laughs> Like, so I'm like, oh, I am I made it now. Like, yeah. I'm up on the stage with this guy. And, like, so he was a really, like, down-to-earth dude and, like, a really humble guy mm. and a hardworking guy because, like, his schedule was crazy, crazy. And so now anytime that I have a crazy day in my schedule, I would, like, remember him and remember, mm. like, looking at how tired he was, but he had to go out and, like, put on a show for everybody. Yeah. You know? Um, so then I'm doing that. I'm going on tour. I went to Canada. I, uh, I'm, like, flying all around. I'm getting, like 
you know, morning shows and all this stuff. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're Dash from, from USA. And you, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they're like, have a ketchup chip. And then, so then I fly back from Canada. Shout Wait, out to have Toronto. have a ketchup chip. I just, I just threw that, that in there like, well, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I discovered those in Canada. Um, so then I fly back and I, it's back to being, you know, literally not having a place to stay Mm -hmm. and everyone's like oh my god you're making it again to speak to like everyone sees you killing it yes but they only see your good moments they don't see that you're going to starbucks this morning to like catch a nap and um i remember i was gonna go i was going from the lower east side and uh i thought i had a place to stay that night and um my uh my manager at the time he was like hey can you come up to the can you come up to um can you come up to Sony? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, yeah, whatever. So then I li- literally just like hop on the opposite train that's going the other way. Then I go uptown and I walk into Sony and I meet uh, Tricky Stewart. So Tricky Stewart's an A&R. He's like responsible for like so many great hit records. And like at the time, like Baby, Baby, Baby by uh, Justin Bieber with Usher and Ludacris. Mm, was like sing his- it. I don't know it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, we think I- it, Ariane. Sing it. <laughs> Baby, baby, baby. Oh, see, I can't hit that. I I had to look to my assist. She said, nope. She said, nope. Nope, nope, nope. I did not drink enough tequila to hit that note. I'm not a singer. I'm an entertainer. So even though I do music, I keep it 1,000. I entertain. You know, I'm like a Kesha meets Nicki Minaj meets Cardi B. Meets slash 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 hyphen. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so so I went into the building and I literally had no idea what was happening, right? Mm. I was kind of low-key mad because I was like, man, I thought I had a place to stay. Yeah, I don't even know why. Like now I, I'm, I don't know where I'm going to go. But um, it's like evening and I get there and Tricky Stewart's there. He brings me into his office and that like he's like, hey, uh, perform this record for me. So mm. then he puts on the song that I have been touring and I just sing it. And then he... He looks at me a little bit, you know, and then he's like, wait here. And then he goes out and he grabs his brother. His brother is Mark Stewart, brings him in. He's like, do what you just did for me, for for me, for him. And then I performed it again. And this time I had to do it without the music because he mm. didn't like. So then I didn't have like the. Yeah. You know, so then you're even more nervous and your breath is so apparent to yourself. And yeah. you're just like nervous. But you're just like just walking this like I don't know what it is and I don't know if I'm going to mess up. But just you can't give up. You know, mm-hmm. you have to just go forward and press forward. So then I'm performing, I'm dancing to no music. I'm dancing to myself with like no music. And um, then the third time, so then he leaves that room and then he brings like a bunch of people in. Mm -hmm. So then there's like six people in there. Like I think a few of the people that had worked at the desks and people in their other offices sang that, sang the same song for them the third time. Mm. With music or without this time? This time it was with music. Okay. And so then they, they, uh, and they were like, thank you, Dash. And then they were like, can you step outside for a second? We want to talk to talk to your manager. So then I'm sitting out there. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. You yeah. Know? Like, I literally have no idea. And then my manager comes out. He's like, you're getting a record deal. <gasps> he was like, the lawyers are on their way. You're about to sign, you know, oh sign your God. record. And I, to me, that was like my childhood dream. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's happening. So I went to the bathroom. I called my mom. I was like, mom, oh, I'm getting signed. I love that your mom was your first phone call. So yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so that was music. So that's where everything started. I started working with Epic um, and started recording just regularly. You know, I recorded many, many songs. I was writing for other artists as well because I write. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, I had hit records. I had a huge record with Pitbull that was like a top 40 record. Which one? That would have came out. It didn't come out. It was a huge record, but it never got released. Okay. That was part of the falling out that my production company had with the label. And Mm. like, that's a little like messy conversation to have. But yeah. But um, that's basically the pivotal moment where my production company, who I thought was gunning for me, they were kind of gunning for money. Mm. And that was going to be a huge record. Like the Pitbull record was going to be huge. Right. But I also had a record with Chris Brown and Tyga, which wouldn't have been as big uh, chart wise, mm. but it was going to be urban rhythmic and it was going to get like street love. And that's where uh, L.A. Reid and Tricky Stewart wanted to take my career. And mm. my production company didn't want to do that. And so, and I was caught in the middle because even though I was siding with Tricky Stewart and Ellie Reed, because I'm like, they're the people that know what they're talking about. Right. I was still attached to this, you know, production company who didn't look like they were working, you know, mm. like being team players. 
I guess you could say. That's so stressful. So yeah. then, so what happened in the end? So in the end, I mean, phone phones calls started getting like not answered, not returned. Ugh. Where I had been on like a first name basis with everyone and going up to the office, like the chopping worst. it up. Yeah, yeah. And then, then before you knew it, I was getting like the, oh, he's not in today uh. treatment. Literally his door, his office door is open. I'm like, he's, he's right there. He's probably right on yeah. the other side of the door, you know, but so then I was like, oh, okay. And then, yeah. So long story short, you know, that started happening and I started to know that something was wrong. And then I started to hear that, that shady things were going on that I don't mm. even really want to talk yeah. about, but like behind the, behind my back without me knowing about it. Yeah. And so it came to the point where I was like, Hey guys, um, thanks for everything. Yeah. You know, but, uh. I got to go. Right. So, and that was the impetus for me to move out to New York, uh, move from New York to LA. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I really appreciate your candor. I think that it takes so much strength and I see Ariane, you embody this too. You guys are so honest about the real shit you're going through and you've gone through and like, that's a hard story to tell, you know, but I appreciate you being honest and, that's probably why people love you guys so much. Thank love, you. love it. Well, I don't know about him, but love me or hate me because I have diarrhea of <laughs> the mouth. Oh. And they'd be like, girl, either, I'm the type of personality people either like it or they don't because it's yeah. very strong. It's very, yeah, it's very strong. <laughs> so either you're like, oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Or you're like, oh, that's not for me. But oh, it's okay. Yeah. I'm not for everybody. You are unapologetically you. And I love that. Yeah. Do you, boo? I always do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So you guys, you do a little music too. I do. And you have, you have a song coming out. I do. It's called Queen. Um, It's been a while. Initially music for me was just something to stand apart from my tag team partner. My Mm -hmm. girl, um, Naomi. Well, Well, shout it out first because didn't you, weren't you the first girl to record their entrance music? Oh, look right? at you. For, okay. Yes. I, I was. You know, <laughs> the thing is, I, I tell Dash this all the time, and not that I'm expecting credit. I mean, kind of a little bit. But I've done so <laughs> many things that I, you know, either people start. Like, I did a music video back in 2014 for my song called Bye Bye, mm. where I wore, wore a full money outfit. It was like a cat suit made of, like, the print was money with, mm-hmm. like, a bandana. And then it's like, Kim Kardashian wears... Um, what is it the money boots or something I was like oh mm-hmm. my gosh and the Nicki Minaj and I was like oh my gosh and I'm like I did that in 2014 mm. you know I've always been the person to start things but yeah. I've never had that big name so of course the person who has the biggest name is going to be the person who and that's fine that's the credit. you know yeah. and that's cool I, I know that what I'm doing now some it will get its you know notoriety yeah. and but um yeah so I had a song called bye bye that I did it was kind of stank I'm gonna be honest but Hmm. I, I mean, I am. I, it was a little stank, but it was something that made me feel that I was. People always compared my tag team partner and I. And I'm being real. I was the mouthpiece. I was the person good on the mic, and she was the in ring skills. Mm. And that's what made us such a great, you know, dynamic. But she was a star of the group, and I always knew like what my role was. But I also knew like, okay, I want to stand apart. I don't want to just be like, yeah, the in other, the shadow. just mm-hmm. the shadow, because that's kind of what I was based on my training. I didn't have enough training even if I did I would never she's just such an athletic girl I could train for five years and never be on her she's just a beast Mm. and that girl is a fucking phenomenal in the ring um so I knew what my role was but I'm like you know what I still want to be different I still want people to know the difference between the two of us I was like you know what I'm gonna go make music and Mm. so I did it you know music is not my background or anything but I feel like with anything you put your you put your all into something, you know, you'll 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 at least get halfway there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't consider myself a musician. I consider myself an entertainer. Yeah. So I like to entertain people. And I like if it strikes my interest and I want to dabble in it, then I'm going to dabble in it. And I don't give a fuck if I'm great or not in it. It's like I'm doing what I want to do because I'm living my life with passion and purpose. You know what Something I mean? Something tells me that whatever you put out, is quality because I see something in you and, and not that I'm not complimenting myself when I say this, but I do, I see myself in you. I'm OCD about everything that I put out. Production quality mm-hmm. has to be on point. You know, I like, I think of everything Yeah, and I see that you, I mean, can I ask your age? Yes, girl. I'm 31 years young. You are. I mean, I think you're winning and we all have different standards, but I think you're truly kicking butt. And just because it, you haven't seen the monetization of everything you're working on, I, I don't, I don't think that that defines success. Yeah, that's yeah. been a journey that we've actually both been on because yeah. it's like, 
I feel like when you're a top performer or you're just a very hard worker, like you're never, ever, 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 ever satisfied, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we listen to podcasts and read books about people who, even when they're making millions and billions, they're not satisfied. It's never enough. See, but I preach the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I celebrate everything. Yeah, Every so that's what you win. have to, that's yeah, what we're yeah. learning to, that we have to do, mm-hmm. right? Is like celebrate the win. Like we, we still haven't, celebrated like jaded pictures mm. properly you know what i mean like we the, i've been the, telling him i've been wanting to turn up for the i'm like i just want to turn up i was like let's go turn up after this <laughs> he's like girl the turn up just is never gonna happen like I, we even for there has not been a moment where we went out and said oh my god we we created a film like it just yeah. hasn't happened e- even mm. after the screening like yeah. which was a very kind of celebratory thing it's like we had to put on the screening and hire the 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 staff and right. hire the you know, book the space. You didn't get to then, enjoy it. You were then, working. Yeah. Exactly. And, then, and yeah. Then, then we're the last ones to like break the stuff down and take the stuff and like move, you know, Make equipment sure and stuff. everything is together. And they're like, why are you guys doing this? It's like, yeah. it doesn't matter just because we're the, the people who put it on. Like, I have no problem. Just like he does. We have no problem getting our hands dirty. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. just like, you got to remember exactly how you start. Even when you make it, you got to still keep doing the same things. You know, I never feel like I'm too good. Mm, you know, yeah. to do for certain things, I could be like, oh, you know, but for the most part, I feel like I'm never too good to make sure that the place is nice and clean. How, yeah, we, yeah. how you know, how leave we it walked how you it. left it, leave yeah. it how we left it. That's or better. A, that's a representation of who we are as people. Yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. Love that. Yeah. Okay, so you guys, you're on your grind. You're hustling. You're doing things that I think are going to pay off in a significant way. Where are we in ten years, Dash? Wow. Um, 10 year plan. I mean, it's definitely going to be the bank account is going to look like it's polar opposite okay. you know, at the moment. Yeah. Um, but that's amazing. But um, I I think we're both, you know, very entrepreneurial minded. Um, so I think that our production company, DNA Films, will will have done major damage as far as giving other people opportunities to tell their stories, mm. you know, funding, financing, feature films, um, series. Um, Because that's something that I think that is going to be a major part of, you know, income streams and just what we're passionate about Mm -hmm. is because like letting other people tell their stories. I feel like that's like what we're here to do. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. That's so cool. I'm into that. Tell their stories. Yeah. Right. In a way that's relatable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I, I still haven't figured out the the other business plan that I have, but I'm, I like to, to think of businesses that give back like Tom's, right. The shoes. Mm -hmm. Like I love Tom's. And I had an idea when I, when I saw Tom's, I was like, people need to do that with water. Right. Cause we need to help people find drinkable water. Cause there's way too many people in the world that can't, that don't have access to water. Um, and now there's actually two companies that are doing that. There's Mm. a, there's, is it globe water? And then there's one that um that's in the paper box. It's like, oh, uh, the box water, uh, the box, box water. water. Yeah, yeah, and they're giving back whatever. So it was like I kind of missed the boat on that. Some of the yeah. some of the people that I was trying to like pull it together with, they were like they were not about it. I was right. like, look, we'll have to start out of an apartment building. We we'll right. have to buy, you know, like bottle it ourselves, but we can do this. But like, so I'm still trying to find another niche where where a need is is um is to like help and give back mm-hmm. and make the world a better place. You know, because I we're not here to just you know, applaud ourselves and laud ourselves and like just be mega rich for nothing. You know what right. I mean? Like I want to, I want to be able to finance other people's dreams and help other people's lives. Right. That is there anything more rewarding? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I truly get the most validation I've ever gotten in my life has never been from like looks or boys. It's mm-hmm. always been through work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like you do it for yourself. No one can take that from you. Yeah. If you get validation externally, from someone else they always have that power, power to take it you. from you right so true yeah yeah what's your 10-year plan um so not to beat a dead horse but what dash said you know have dna films just really take off and and to give back like i was saying before it's always about finding a way to to pave the way for others and to pave the way for youth um i want to be taking care of my family 1000 percent mm. to mm, make sure that, that they're they're good, you know, both my parents, want, you know, my dad's really sick and my mm. mom struggles as a single mom. And I see that and I feel like even now, it's like, even though I bought their homes for them, I was like, I want to be able to have their life so locked down that that's 
not even one worry that they have to ever think about. So definitely saying family, because even on this journey, I noticed that I take family for granted. It's always work. Mm -hmm. So that's like the first thing I think about for 10 years is taking care of my family and um, fail lines to have, you know, the line. I mean, I want us to be like in, in France and for that to be global. And again, giving back. Um, I haven't really figured out that plan as far as how we're going to give back, but I Mm. definitely know that, I want to make a mark and kind of, again, back to mental stability, you know, like Mm -hmm. being in fitness and stuff gives you that when you're going through things, that's kind of the way of how I process stuff is going to the gym and working it out. So having the athleisure line do something in the mental stability type of way. Mm. And um, yeah, hopefully by then I didn't find me a baby zaddy (laughs) and um, have a little nugget or two Mm. in 10 years. At that point, I'll be... 41 so i think it'd probably be about that time, about time. yeah to, you know have some yeah. kids if that's meant for me to have right um, so you know I'm, I'm not i don't believe in the whole oh my god you're gonna do it this age and this age right oh my god you're 31 okay and i don't you know what i mean like age is yeah. nothing but a number you're only as old as you feel so i'm like mm-hmm. if the time if that's meant for me to happen to have marriage or kids then i'll have it and if not then it's like you know i'll be Finding my kids that I can support, you know, through work and with finances. So, mm-hmm. and I'll obviously living in my bomb ass house in Sherman Oaks. Yeah. Driving my luxury cars <laughs> and living my best life. And I'll probably still be pussy popping at the club. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I mean, your skin is phenomenal. So I think that you're going to look, you know, super young forever. Thank you. Yes. So um, your show. Sipping the tea. Sipping the tea is on every Tuesday. Yes. And is there a time or um, how does it work with the streaming? So we record the episodes typically on Thursdays Mm -hmm. um, and then we drop them on Tuesday. But sometimes we do like mass content because I get really busy with life. Matt gets really busy because his full time job is a publicist. And I again, everything's about being consistent. So if we're not we don't have enough episodes in our file, then it's like, well, we miss one episode. Mm -hmm. So it's like you got to keep the consistency. And since we're running it ourselves, there is, it's kind of like mm, Tuesday, I have three o'clock available. This right. is the time that I'm mm-hmm. going to promote it. But it's always up, you know, for people to watch this for promotion. It goes based on like how my schedule is for that day, sure. just to be honest. So it's just kind of like if you're on my page, just look out for it on a Tuesday. What's the best place for people to find it? Talk. Evertalk, um, but it streams on Roku and Apple TV mm-hmm. on Evertalk TV for sipping the tea honey. I, I i saw clips uh, marissa was like oh you should go do the show and i'm like hey you know let's talk but the it's beautiful the set thank yeah. you yeah and you always look stunning i mean the production quality is there so you. you guys check it out sipping the tea guys we are out of time but as we head out i want to ask you both uh just a quick 30 second each tequila story in honor of Azunia tequila that we are drinking at the moment. You guys have been amazing, by the way. They're wow. down to like the last drops. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> He's been down like a hour yeah, ago. Yeah. I should have brought more. I didn't realize. Oh, yeah, because we yeah. were trying to pussy pop. We, we, we would have pussy popped. On as, a handy stand. As they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'll do I'll do one. So my first time in Austin, um, we were at like this frat party, right? And then um, so <laughs> There, there was like tequila. There was like a tequila fountain on ice, oh. right? So it was like silver tequila, and there was like an ice fountain or whatever. And so you would get your little cup or whatever. And then there was it was a foam party. Oh right? god, those are so gross. So yeah, well, I had never been yeah. to one, and like I'm like how old? Like I was probably like 17, 18. and I was like, oh, this is popping. Okay. Yeah. And um, I lost my phone in the phone. Oh my god, lost my phone in the foam party. So you can't see. Yeah anything right and i remember um getting like more and more drunk and whatever they had been mixing the the drinks with like i didn't feel anything so Mm. i didn't know that i was gonna be (laughs) wasted so then it's like then by the time that the room starts kind of like spinning Uh. and i'm like i don't know where my friend is because i don't have my phone to get in contact with him and there's hundreds of people at this party oh my god and so and i don't know where i live i don't know his address i don't know anything right (laughs) And I finally did. I actually found my phone. This was back. It was like a flip. It was like a. Oh, I miss those. Right. The sidekick. <laughs> well, girl, you got a sidekick. You got money. You got money. Um, sorry, this is m- way more than 30 seconds. But um, so then I find my phone and my phone's dead and it's it's water damaged. So my oh. phone 
But um, I eventually, I was running around, like, looking for, like, I was like, hey, guys, do you know where, like, this is? Or, like, do you know where, like, a taco place is? And, like, because I was trying to, like, find landmarks. Yeah. And eventually I did actually find it. He was waiting for me in the front, the front, Aww. like, lawn of his, like, house. He was, like, out on the grass. And so I found him just by running around Austin. That's amazing. Drunk on tequila. You are tequila. such a survivor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got to. You got Seriously. To. Ariane, tell us your quick story. Oh, girl. Which one? I'm just kidding. I don't, I'm trying to think of what's like the craziest thing. There was one time that I could not open the, my door to my house. I <laughs> started so drunk. I was so tequila. drunk. And then I started crying because I was like, I can't. Yeah. And I just sat down like in front of my door and we'll just like, just sat there and cried for like a little bit because I was like, I can't open it. <laughs> It's like, wow, how fucked up do you have to be to not even be able to open up? You just gave up. I just gave up and I sat down for probably like 30 minutes. Um, I feel like this has happened on reality TV pretty (laughs) regularly. So you're not alone. Yeah. And then just I remember getting inside the house and then I woke up the next morning. I was sleeping on the floor. Oh, shit. I was like, I didn't even make it to bed. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't I maybe I probably crawled I don't even remember mm-hmm. but I probably crawled because I woke up and I was like damn I didn't even make it to the bed still got my shoes and mm. everything on <laughs> crazy good Mess. old tequila yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in you've been listening to the Jenna Ben show on Dash Talk X we air every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and re-air every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can find us at The Jenna Ben Show and The Jenna Ben on Instagram. Ariane, your Instagram? At Ariane Andrew across the board. Dash. And Dash does it on Instagram, Dash on Twitter. Thank you so much. You guys have been amazing and we'll see you next week. 